Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to discover all of our previous episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter at irish underscore tech news and on Facebook at facebook.com slash irish tech news. Thanks and enjoy the listening. Okay, so today for our first podcast of 2021, uh, we have someone whose uh, work and whose photography uh, I'm a big fan of, and he also recently uh, produced a review of 2020, so I think that'll give us a few things to talk about. So first of all, who do we have on the podcast today? Hi, Simon. Um, I'm Brendan O'Shea. I'm a photographer from Cork. Good morning. Awesome. Happy New Year. <laughs> yes. Um, so look, I mean, for those that don't uh, know what you do, um, you, you you, you've you've been very successful f- with photography, but how would you describe yourself? Um, would it still be right to, to use the hashtag iPhonographer, or are you more and different than just that? Um, I probably would consider myself more than that in terms of um, I shoot with a number of cameras. I suppose I'm best known in the past number of years for shooting with the with the iPhone and with the uh, mobile photography workshops that I you know do in Ireland and had been doing mm-hmm. around the world before uh, before covid so yeah look I'm, I'm not really big on labels but I don't get too upset by them either so um I, yeah mobile photographer iPhone photographer photographer visual artist I'm comfortable with all of these <laughs> things yeah yeah, look, I mean, I mean, and I know that because you've reviewed the Huawei for us. You reviewed the Pixel as well. So, um, I guess, um, w- 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 would you feel that you're relatively brand neutral and you're just looking to to use devices to see what captures the best images for you? Um, I, I'm open to testing and you know experimenting with with, with all manner of um, you know image capturing devices and be the mobile phones and that but i suppose i would um be very reluctant to move um from iphone i find that you know, i've been out with iphone for now on that's at 12 years i've got the whole range of apple devices at home so that with the connectivity and the ease of um use with apple i would be pretty um you know kind of a diehard apple uh, fan, but in saying that, that you know that I um, would shoot with an, any available uh, cameras that I have. You know, I shoot with Nikon, Fuji, and that the Huawei's, which I love as well, and and and, and the Pixels. But I think that my, you know, the the device that I've always got with me would be my my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, and as always, the the camera that you have on you is the best camera, really, rather than the one that's at home. So 100%. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how has the last year been i mean because like you say you used you used to go to asia in particular a lot to photograph and do talks so yep. so 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 what what did the last year look like i mean obviously you've done a review of the year so you're still taking photography so how how has it been um i suppose in many ways like for for a lot of people that the main thing is that we've um, as a family as a family been extremely fortunate that um we've avoided covid and i think that's the most important thing and that you know, in this, it really brings home what is, um, you know, what our priorities and what are the, the the really important things in life, and it's 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 health and family. So from that pr- perspective, it's been fantastic. You know, being able to work from home. Unfortunately, to work from home, my day job is in UCC, and I've been able to work from home, so I haven't been, you know, affected, um, you know, like many other other people have, and losing their jobs. 
to look at from a, a photography perspective um that you know the year started out last year i was over in scotland talking to the dundee camera club and it looked like it was going to be a very busy year for photography there was uh, trips set up to go to um out to indonesia to singapore later in like october november that, that these were pushed back because covid was just starting at the start of the year and i would have had other other um you know trips lined up uh, throughout the summer that i was planning to you know go to places like turkey and um bulgaria and greece and then when march came everything changed and you know as i was saying in the review that initially you know there was kind of a curiosity that you know curiosity is the wrong word but there was maybe uh, the idea that i should get out and document you know history you know and um i remember cycling into the city center i'd say probably late march last year and just not being able to get off the bike and not having the inclination at all to shoot that i just it wasn't something that i wanted to document it was a very eerie mm-hmm. um fearful atmosphere and it wasn't something that which uh, appeals to me in terms of photography then um in april that um, you know i had workshops lined up with the gallery of photography in dublin and also the clocksman here in cork and we couldn't do those face to face so the, the gallery of photography was on to me in april and i said yeah but how about if we do one for for charity and we did ended up doing two um online um photography workshops for the ispcc and raised over i think 5.2 thousand euro which was phenomenal you know that we had like i think it was about 170 people over the two workshops and then from that i realized that you know oh wow that this is possible we can transfer the you know face-to-face uh, workshops to online and i suppose between then and and now i've given maybe another maybe seven or eight uh, workshops in various formats and various uh, durations and they've been fantastic you know you you can't replace the photo walk like that you're giving a workshop and you're able to get out and hit the streets with a group of people mm-hmm. and that's fantastic but you can replicate it in some ways and getting people to shoot around their homes and i think one of the the, the things that i found and that i would encourage people through the workshops is that very often people think you know that, that the grass is greener on the other side and that to, to get good photographs you need to travel to be in exotic locations but actually you know what you're experiencing in your day-to-day um you know life there's fantastic photo opportunities in all of these taking you know, so i've done a lot of uh, family portraits i've been you know um, fortunate enough to be able to take care of my parents who are elderly both in their late 80s and i photographed them quite a lot and that's been a you know a great experience photographing my kids and mm-hmm. you know just things that i'm encountering in my daily environs you know within within the within the lockdowns that we've uh, we've had also it's been an opportunity to go back and revisit old photographs and i'm in the process of um, i think the best way to describe it is dumping them onto flickr and um facebook because i've you know over the years i've accumulated um literally hundreds of thousands of photographs because I, you know, tend to shoot a lot. So that has been a really good uh, process for me to go back, look through those and kind of allow me to get onto a, another path, you know, because I'm working on projects in terms of moving towards the creation of a book and you know, just to see where I've come from to give an, an indication of moving forward. So it's been great for that as, as well. And um, the travel, definitely I miss and, you know, that it's something that I'm yearning to get back, to be able to get on, you know, to get the adventure and being able to you know to be visually excited in new surroundings that's something that i definitely miss yeah look i mean and 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 like you say uh at the same time 
uh, as you've said to your students, it's, a, it's as much about having the eye of seeing stuff around you because obviously travel is fantastic because things are so strikingly different to us. But at the same time from your pictures, you can see that there are things that can be captured on our doorstep if we're looking in the right way. So, you know, I mean, like in your pictures, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of color and often sometimes you have to look twice to actually understand what's going on because you're first captured by, by the color that's happening and then and then you have to maybe decode what's happening in the picture so um like you have one of the guy on the motorbike and it's all distorted and shimmery and you know you'll often have stuff with light and umbrellas and shadow and um faces through uh, rain splattered windows so those are all things that, that we have all around us so uh, yeah i think that i think that makes sense what you're saying um for, for 2021 um do you think we're going to see more or less or different types of photography either in general or in your own photography if that's too big a question to answer um in my own photography i think that as i was saying that i'm look, going back looking looking through old photographs and very using those to inform and inspire me and like what i find when i look back through old photographs particularly probably once maybe about seven or eight years ago there was a greater um, sense of experimentation and freedom in what I was uh, photographing. I think in anything that you dedicate yourself to and that you improve, you become your um, own harshest uh, critic. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes that that can be can be very productive, but also can be um, limiting. And I think that in twenty twenty one, I'd like to get back to doing more um, kind of more uh, abstract and creative photography and you know because i think ultimately i think that that's what allows you know that um photography like 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 many genres but probably more so than um um other art forms it's very very difficult to to do something uh, fresh and unique and i think particularly in photography because it's um pardon the pun it's oversaturated there's just so much mm -hmm. um you know consumption and production in terms of you know like on platforms on instagram so i think i'd like to get back to doing kind of more uh, creative experimental conceptual uh, photography continuing the other stuff that i will do instinctively anyway looking at um kind of trends in uh, photography that, that might might emerge i think you know that i like in the recent years i've been combination of frustration frustration and also great inspiration in, in in the photography that i that i'm seeing i think there's some absolutely fantastic work being done by um you know by my contemporaries by people who's you know that i would know for years and um, through platforms like Flickr and who have gotten to meet through the years and still follow on, on instagram and that you know, so there's, there's great work being done by, by those people i think that there's a like it's inevitable that there's a lot of um Imitation is the wrong word, but there would be a lot of photography of the same similar style. So I think like, you know, I think there's a lot of like, you know, kind of Saul Leiter that his style of photography would have been very, very prominent. I think maybe in the past 18 months or so, we can might move away from that um, a little. But I think that um, one of the changes that I'd like to see and that may come is a move away from um, Instagram. I think Instagram is very much anti-photography. Okay. It's, you know, that I think that people make the big mistake with Instagram thinking that it's a sharing platform. It's not. It's primarily 100% a viewing platform. It's about you, you, the 
on their platform so that you will you know consume more um ads that they can make more revenue and i think that it is really like even just the size that you view the photo the photograph on your device it's it's not appropriate to photography so i think that what i would i see there's more of a shift that people are beginning slowly to move away from it i see more creation of in, uh, you know individual personalized websites there's there's a bit of a move back to flickr which i think you know and i've begun to do myself and i think that flickr is a, probably a far better community for people who are serious about uh, about photography than instagram okay there's more opportunities to interact with people you can you know view the images on large screens it's you know it's 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 less of a, a numbers game and i think that you know that in like i think in, in any art form where you're producing far 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 less than what you're consuming there's going to be a problem and i think with photography for each photograph that you upload to instagram you're probably viewing you know multiples of hundreds and i think that that can you know the the, the noise that that creates is very very um damaging to your own perception in terms of you know what you can visualize and what you what you see because you're just so um bombarded by the images of others and i think you know again going back to my own things it's a very long answer to the question you asked probably but i'd like to be able to move away from consuming so much photography and beginning to try to see myself you know to, to, to see and create more personally informed than by this you know bombardment that instagram with the constant scrolling and consuming of uh, others photographs mm -hmm. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, on one hand, it's a long answer, but you have answered a couple of my questions, which was to have a discussion about Instagram. And yeah. so I guess what you're saying is, is that Instagram, and obviously because it's bought and owned by Facebook, uh, Facebook's goal is to keep you on site. And therefore, I guess what we're saying is, is that Instagram has become eye candy uh, to keep you on site rather than like, obviously, like the founders began with the love of photography and visual expression. Yeah, yeah. But, but like you say, it's been commoditized. And the challenge then is, is that, you know, if you've got anthropologists in to make it sticky to, I mean, and also we just re reviewed uh, Sarah Fryer's book about Instagram, about how it's 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 a site for, for buying drugs if you search via the right hashtags. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, you know, so so therefore it's it's been, as with so much technology, it's been pushed into ways that the, the creators didn't intend it. And therefore photography, often then become second or third you know it's about uh, time on site and revenue generated so uh, as as you've discussed flickr um, that's interesting because we interviewed one guy who takes beautiful pictures of bees and they're all uh, uh, common uh, free free for use on flickr so therefore yeah. it I, I can understand that. Um, I, have, I have one kind of question um, that, that when I look at your photographs, um, so uh, I love them. Um, there are many that are kind of serendipitous moments uh, that have been captured, you know, people drinking coffee through a window, people's reflections. Um, some of those, as I look at them, like you've snapped some, snapped, maybe not the word, but you've caught someone through a bus window. So, so, so I'm guessing some of those, the people know you've taken the photograph, but others they don't know. So, so how do you navigate that one? Or what's your strategy on that? Okay, um, it's a question that we get asked quite a lot, I think, and you know, in the workshops particularly, people would ask about, you know, how do you approach people? Are you afraid that people will get angry with you? And, you know, what are the, 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 the legal rights in, 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 you know, kind of um, street photography in the scenes that you described there? I think the first thing to, to, 
to uh, remember is that you know that photography is a subjective thing and i think that the, what governs me when i'm taking photographs is that i ask myself would i be comfortable if i was in this person's uh, position with somebody you know taking a, a shot of me and if i find that the answer is i'm okay would be okay with it then i proceed a rule of thumb for me is that if people are in distress or vulnerable people or uh, children by and large, I won't uh, take photographs um, of them. That in 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 the um, photographs that you described of you know kind of candid moments and guarded moments, um, I tend not to interact with people, and I might you know um, that I try to be as um, discreet as I can to get the photograph because you know it's it's you're trying to get something which is which is fresh, which is unguarded because if people are aware that they've been watched, then they're going to change their 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 behaviour. Um, in the years that I've been doing um, street photography, um, honestly, I can count on um, you know two thumbs the number of times that I've that I've had problems. People's first reaction is never anger. It's first reaction if they see you with a camera up taking photographs of them. Their first reaction is curiosity. It's always you know what what do you find visually interesting? Why you know why me? What's what what is it about me that you wants to get a photograph? And I would have a number of techniques of um, dealing with situations like that. The main one is a smile. A smile, you know, diffuses so many situations. And then if, you know, if somebody wants to, is curious to, you know, to tell the reason what it is that you liked about the, the scene that they're in, you know, so like what you described there, that it could be condensation in a window, creating this lovely natural filter with the light, that with the light shining through it, and that, you know, that, that just the kind of look that they had behind it was, was good. And I always, you know, show people the photograph and email the photograph immediately to them if they want, you know, so I'd pass them the phone and say, you know, put in your email. Now with COVID, all of that has changed, of course. But um, as I say, I don't have, um, I like literally just two times in, I said, the past 12 years that I've been doing this, where I had uh, kind of, you know, nasty situations. People, you know, like that, like people are just, you know, they're curious that, it, that you know, what, what is it that you're taking the photograph of? Why? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. they'll just leave you at it. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 I would go about it. And I suppose like that's when I'm, you know, kind of out in photo walks or, you know, you know, just on my daily business, I would have the, the phone camera, the app open. And I would be shooting as as I'm going, you know. And I think it's like most things that, if you put yourself right into the center of it, it's easier to get that shot. If you try to be a little bit, you know, kind of hang back and be a bit sneaky and kind of try to suddenly get something, it's not going to work out for you. So sometimes you need to get in the, in directly to the scene that you want to get the photograph of, and get get the photo. And you know, sometimes you can get lucky. Majority of times you don't. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess, but that's the joy of it. And and I de I definitely hear you that you know often it's you know get closer and and sometimes the ones you regret are the ones where you didn't get close enough. So oh yeah, that, that... always always yeah that it's that you you know that there's no adage in photography if you see it it's too late, and that so often happens. But I think that to add to that sometimes when you see kind of you know there might be somebody might have a. A lovely gesture, they might have a hand gesture or a smile or something like that. That you you you'll notice it, get the camera out to get it, and the moment's gone. But sometimes these things can repeat themselves. And if you just kind of have a little bit of patience, it could happen again. Yeah. Which is, I guess, both the uh, the joy and the challenge and, and the reason that uh to be to take great photographs is isn't isn't trivial, you know. I think people don't realise that sometimes. Yeah.
Um, so where, where do you get inspiration from? And I guess uh, on one hand, uh, what kind of things inspire you? And then also what other photographers' work do you like? Okay, um, go, I suppose reverse order. What, what, what photographers I like, mm -hmm. I kind of, I always divide up, you know, the photographers who inspire me are not the greats because I don't interact with them and I don't see their photographs on a daily basis. The photographers who, um, whose work I look out for very much um, on Instagram would be people like, and I know that I'm probably in saying this now, I'll miss people later on and say, oh, I should have mentioned this person. Um, Mark Farnley, who's a photographer from London, who I know for uh, years and years at this stage, um, would be a guy who's consistently producing great quality work. Uh, Renzo Grande, who's um, a friend of mine who, um, Peruvian, living in New York, um, and he founded the 24-hour um, project, which is a fantastic idea of that photographers all over the world roll for 24 hours in a given day would go out and shoot where they are and uh -huh. this is work that is done for charity but his photography is of an exceptionally high standard um Lawrence Bouchard would be a photographer from Tokyo who I really admire as well here in Cork there's two fantastic photographers that have emerged recently Dave Kremen and um I know him on Instagram as Hans I know his first name is Terry might be McAuliffe but his work is really good to them are really good as well so they, they, like, they, there are many others as well that would come to, that, that aren't coming to mind immediately whose names will pop into as soon as I finish this. Then there would be photographers, mm -hmm. you know, so-so uh, greats. Uh, Jakob Sobol is a, a Danish photographer who would like it a lot. Trent Park, Joel Maravitz, um, Vivian Meyer. There's so many. Daido uh, Moriyama. The, uh, you know, the, of the greats, there's pho whose pho photography that I would look at uh, quite a lot. Um, that was the photographers who inspire me. What do I look for in 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 terms of inspiration, or the things mm -hmm. that um that 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 appeal to me? Um, I think that you know that I don't limit myself in terms of what gets my visual interest. So that I would there's a lot of things that I uh, like to to photograph, to create, to doc, to document. I suppose that one of the things that um. That's what's kind of a theme running through the photography would like a theme maybe of just kind of you know isolation and um that's something that i kind of working through in in in, in photographs that i'm working through uh with and then i suppose as well very much um the, the different ways of seeing and i i like a lot of the photography to do with 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 reflections and distortion is that you know that you know, like even as a, as I'm talking to you here, that I can see my own reflection in the um, in the window next to me, and I love these um, you know different ways of seeing, and you know that that's the different uh, different uh, perceptions, and you know kind of visual distractions that that we observe. So a lot of that would run through my my photography. I'm very very interested in you know trying to see what can be seen and how to see it. Um, what was the other part of the question? Yeah, that was good, yeah. <laughs> good stuff, no, good stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, I like it. I mean, and, you know, because you have a min there was there was a mini section theme of uh, people whose heads were obscured by pots and pans or traffic beacons or different things. Yeah. So, you know, um, uh, it's kind of there's it's not whimsical but not in a bad way like it's there's there's humor in it as well and and i think that's a good thing because you're capturing people 
uh, like you say, in, in their natural states, really, which has got to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think as well, you know, that, um, you know, back when the iPhone 7 Plus came out and they introduced the dual lens, the portrait lens on it, my own photography changed dramatically from that because I went from a situation and shooting candid photography to actually stopping and engaging with people on the street and doing, um, you know, pose for portraits, you know, getting a street portraiture with them. So I like, you know, I would do do both, and I love both e equally. Like that, there's you know a great energy to be gotten from you know, um, jumping in front of someone on the street and telling them that you're a photographer that you like you know their hat or you love their sunglasses mm -hmm. and getting talking to them and you know shooting their portraits. So yeah, it, it's a fantastic hobby. It's it's, it's really really re rewarding. You know, when you when you can get over the ninety nine percent frustration part of it because. For every photograph that you see that you know that I would post or other phot photographers would post, there are literally hundreds that don't uh, ever see the light of day. You know, most of the time it's it's frustration. <laughs> um, I, I, so so I love photography too, and 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 I had this kind of um, uh, mental series of um, great photographs that I saw but I wasn't able to take. So. Yeah. You know, I, f I figured that maybe maybe in the future you can extract those ones from my brain or <laughs> yeah or, or like you say it's the joy of fishing because it's not that you catch the big fish every time but it's it's tr trying to, to to get the odd one that works that then you you do know that you love um, yeah well i think it's a very important point that you brought up because like in the workshops that i do I, I very much make the point that photography is as much about what you don't see as what you do see and what you described there, I think, really, uh, you know, captures it quite well. That being able to visualize in your in your mind what makes for a great composition is what it, what is needed when you when you come across one, because there has to be a matching, um, you know, kind mm -hmm. of a, a, a box fitting exercise that when you see it, you say, "Wow, yeah, that's you know that that is the composition. There's all these elements that I need are right here, or I might need to just maybe move a little myself, or maybe." may need may need to wait for somebody to enter the scene or for a bird to enter the scene or somebody to move out of it so having the the, you know, the visual memory in photography i think is so so important and i think it, it is very much about the shots that we miss that we we bank those and when we that when we're fortunate enough to come back to a similar mm -hmm. scene or encounter a similar scenario there's yeah. a matching exercise that goes back to our you know bank of stored uh, compositions and we we, we were able to to put it together with what's in front of us so i think that is very very important awesome um it's been very interesting to talk to you and great fun and i, and I love looking at your pictures um Thank you, Simon. How, <laughs> how can people find out more about you and your work um i suppose <laughs> even though i was criticizing instagram instagram probably is the place where i most regularly update um my work so instagram and then it would be mm -hmm. brendan dot o dot S E. So Brendan dot O dot S E. Brendan O'Shea. Mm -hmm. And that like I have a website as well. Um, but the website is is <laughs> under construction that I, I use it for blogging, but I, I, I need to get galleries of photographies or uh, photos up 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 on it, you know. Awesome. And then and no, then with the workshops, if people are looking for the workshops that I do them both uh, with the gallery of photography in Dublin and the Glucksman Gallery here in Cork. And at the moment, they're all online. So it doesn't matter where you are, that you can, you know, you can join us.
great. Uh, so uh, we'll include the links to the workshops. And uh, thanks for taking the time to do the and podcast with us. Yeah, thank you, Simon. Much appreciated. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. You can sign up for more via our email digest, which does a weekly summary of all our podcasts, or you can follow us on your preferred podcasting platform of choice, or follow us on Twitter, Irish underscore Tech News, or Facebook, or LinkedIn, or the, or the website irishtechnews.ie. Uh, we will bring you more soon, and thanks for listening.